I generally make you nervous when someone starts to record you. You know, you kind of go, oh, great. Now I really got to be careful on what I'm saying. Because it will come back to haunt you. It always does. Well, good morning, everybody. I hope, uh, I hope you're enjoying the beautiful weather that we have. Kind of nice to have that change. Um, we had that beautiful week, and then all of a sudden we back to the rain, cold rain, and now couple. Now it's going to be in or out. Uh, this same way for all of uh, April. That's generally April in Oregon. So, Sam, if you don't know, that's what Oregon you have to look forward to here. It's like all set, all four seasons, constantly turning. It just you know for the next every other day. So, um, it's interesting when you're asked to preach, when you're not normally the guy that ever does it. It's challenging to try to think of what do you preach about. You know, I mean, I don't know how leadership does it. I don't know how you do it every single week, Kelly, throwing together a message that uh, moves our hearts and everything else. I'm going, well, do I preach about myself? Well, we don't have enough time to deal with all my stuff. So I thought, I can't do that one. So then I'm thinking I could preach about the members. I could preach about Cheryl when we'd be done in two minutes. Dad's going, preach about Cheryl. I know Dad's going, yeah, did that. If it's going to be two minutes, we'll be in and out of here. So, but I can't do that because we've got to have something. And then I'm thinking, well, do you preach about people that are visiting? I don't know you. It's kind of like playing Battleship, you know, a B9 miss. I darn it. So I, I don't know, you know, how to do it. So I guess you try to do a little bit of everything in a message. And so Battleship has nothing to do with my lesson. So I, anyway, I just kind of, Let's, let's pray real quick to uh, pull everything back in, and then we'll get started here. So, um, <laughs> Father in heaven, thank you so much for uh, today. Thank you for the beautiful weather. Thank you for the incredible blessing that your son gives us, Father, of having a relationship with him, uh, the freedom that it provides us, the, uh, the dream of, of a future in heaven with you uh, through him. We're so, so blessed in so many ways, Father. We're we're just grateful, Father. I pray you, uh, you're with us. You, I pray you take me out of the way. I pray the, uh, the message that you've put on my heart is exactly what people need to hear. Um, just grateful that we uh, have an opportunity to come together as, as a fellowship, as a family, to, uh, to learn about you and to learn and draw closer to you. I just pray you be uh, with the service, and we pray it all in your son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. So... How to get started here? Uh, about a month ago, so about a month ago, Steph and Trey, uh, a friend of ours, Emily, and our, myself, we went and paid good money to be locked up in a room. <laughs> I know that sounds like that is the dumbest use of time and resources that you can think of, but it was called an escape room event. I don't know if you've if you've heard of them. Anyone heard of the escape room events? It's it's interesting. You know, you, uh, you're given a story before you go into this room, and the whole purpose is to find the, you know, to, to take the story and to understand what, why you're going in, and then to find the clues to, uh, you know, the, the puzzles that you have to solve, the uh, combinations that lead to these combinations that open the locks to give you the keys that get you into the next room, and you start the process all over, and you have to get out before your time runs out. And so... It's kind of challenging, you know, it's, it's exciting, but at the same time, it's kind of a challenging. Uh, what makes it even more difficult is you, it's, you're relying on your intellect, your determination, and your ability to work together, which none of those are my strong points. <laughs> so, you know, I feel bad for the other three of us, you know, that in their group, and they're all going, great, I'm already got one hand tied behind my back. So, uh, 
it's a it's an amazing event in the sense, but at the same time, it's a challenge. I mean, you know, because you are you're in there trying to break free of this of this locked room and get out and before your time is up. Now we did escape, yeah. Um, and the challenge though is you got to get out. If you don't get out, they kill you. So it's so you know. Obviously, I'm standing here, so we made it. Um, they don't kill you, but you do go away frustrated if you don't solve the clues. Yeah. So you kind of it's like no, that's a bummer. Um, but we made it. So we got out, and I started thinking how spiritually this relates to what we go through in our our journey in life. You know, we we step in on our own free will. We leave the freedom that we're born into. And then we step into the sin that entangles us, that traps us, and then we spend the rest of our lives trying to figure out the solution on how to get out of the sin, how to get out of this prison that we've created, that we've embraced on our own will to be a part of. And it's, it's really a, a challenging thought to go, how do we... How do we do? And we pay good money for this sin. Kind of the same thing. You know, we, you know, this sin can cost us a, cost us dearly. You know, and we try to escape the rest of our lives from the consequences of our sins, the choices that we've we've made. You know, before it even, you know, Adam and Eve got it started. You know, and uh, every life, every person born from this point forward has battled with that same that same obstacle, that same prison to get out of before our time is up. And trying to find those clues. And so the title of my lesson is The Great Escape. Okay? And my first point is understanding your story. One, that you are a prisoner. That doesn't sound good. That isn't one of those things that you go, oh, that's great, I'm a prisoner. But I want us to read 2 Timothy chapter 2. Starting in verse 25. It says, Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. You know, as I was sharing, the, the idea when you're going into the escape room is you have to understand the reason that you're in there. Uh, the one we were in was had, it had to do with a, uh, a circus that was coming into town, and then there was all these things that were happening behind the scenes that you had to understand in order to put to get, piece together the clues. Because otherwise, the clues, you're just looking at them, you go, I don't understand why this is even here. But you had to understand the story so that then you could take in each clue that you solved and put it in motion so that at the end of it, you could put them all together and you can get out in time before they kill you. No. <laughs> but it puts you one step closer to finding the truth so that you could escape. You know, spiritually, we're in the same situation. From the time we were born and then until the time we die, most of us have no idea that we were, the life that we were created for that is living far, we're living it far differently than why we were created. You know, that we're in, you know we're, we don't see it. We don't even understand it. We have no idea that we've been taken captive to do Satan's will. We just live. And yet we have all these clues popping up in our lives, don't we? 
these clues of regret, of pain, of shame, of anger, bitterness, trust, fear. But instead of trying to understand the clues, understand and, and go, what, why is this? We, we instead, we try to ignore them, you know, or we try to justify them, don't we? Try to just go, no, it's because of it, and you know, it's not my fault. No, it's, 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 you know, these are choices that we're making. And if we don't do that, we do coping mechanisms. You know, we try to self-medicate through drugs or alcohol or sex or a hundred other ways that you yeah. can cope, medicate, sure. hide, your, hide your mind, protect it from even having to deal with it, which is really about repenting from them. And so we simply remain captive. We simply remain trapped in our room, in this prison that God, you know, that Satan has created for us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul talks about and reveals the truth of our situation. It says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. If you don't know it, Satan is the God of this age, and he's taken the world captive. It's true. And he's trying to keep you from realizing that we desperately need to escape if we are to truly live the way God intended for us to live. He didn't create the world to be a prison for us. And sometimes we can think that. Before we we're Christians, after we're Christians. Boy, this is so hard. This is a, you know, but that's not way he was, that's not way it was created. It was meant to be a place of freedom and joy and happiness or the relationship with him. We can still see hints of it, can't we? could still see, even before, as Christians, we could still see hints of his, his amazing, you know, whether it was in a sunrise or a sunset, you know, the, the sky, the ocean, the trees, the animals, everything is exact and perfectly created. Not evolution, but created perfectly so that we could see the glory of God in each of these things. But we can't because our minds have been blinded. Our eyes can see it, but we don't know or understand the glory and image of God that's in it. You know, it reveals so much that we can see it with our eyes, but our minds can't. The good news is as Christians, we've come to our senses, as he talks about. We can see the truth and overcome them, but are we allowing our minds to be blinded again? I'm talking as Christians. Because we've, we've, we've seen it. We understand it. But sometimes we'll go right back to it. Are we wandering back into a trap of the devil? Have we chosen to go down paths that we, we really shouldn't be? And are you still being held captive by a sin? that you're wrestling with. You're going, how did that come back? Unlike the escape room, if you run out of time at the end of it, you didn't solve the problem, you get to go home, you know, and go, well, that's a bummer, we didn't make it. But this is a life and death battle for our freedom and for our eternity. Which brings me to my second point. Be urgent about finding the clues. In Hebrews 2, turn over there, chapter 1. I'm not here. Oh, everyone's using their, their okay, I, I'm hearing pages turn now. That's good. 
I'm thinking, wow, there we go. It says, we must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard it. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to His will. You know, when we stepped into the escape room, we were so overconfident. We were like, I mean, we were even talking smack to another group that was going into a different room and a different story. You know, we'll, we'll see you out here. We'll watch you guys leave the door when we're out here waiting for you. I mean, we were, it's, just, it's just how we were doing this. We were so full of ourselves that this is going to be so easy. The clock starts, and you realize, holy cow, this is a lot tougher. I am not as smart as I thought I was. <laughs> and all the clues, they, I mean, you, you're looking at them, and you're going, they're right in front of your face, and you can't see them. You're just, I mean, you're, there's a panic of it, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, you're battling it out. We were unprepared. You know, we couldn't recognize all of it. Our eyes could see it, but our minds were blinded. Our eyes could see it, but we couldn't see these clues right in front of us. We can approach spiritually escaping the, the traps or the, or the grasp of the devil in the same way, can't we? We're so overconfident. We can miss the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that God talks about in his word, in his Bible, when he's teaching and he's, he's telling us this. And through his Holy Spirit, even speaking behind our, in the back of our minds. You know, whether we're old or young, we're typically not that urgent about finding those clues, are we? We're just, we'll wait. You know, we'll get to it eventually. And time passes, and you're trapped in there longer and longer. And the pain and the feelings and all the stuff, it doesn't make it any better. You know, you need to be urgent about finding the clues. I love it when I see people make those decisions. Baptized disciples going, you know what? I'm no longer going to be a, a disciple of Satan. I'm going to be a disciple of Christ. They've asked for help, and now they're in tune with these miracles and these signs and these wonders and, and the Holy Spirit speaking to us. We can hear it. We're going, I'm going to follow that. I'm going to listen to that instead of listening to Satan. You know, I've heard people say, I'm going to wait until I'm on my deathbed, and then I'm just going to, then I'm going to give my, my life to God. You know, it's like, ah! God, I love you. Ah. <laughs> you know, or here comes the car. God, I love you. Oh, yeah, but bam. You know, it doesn't work that way. If you think that's your plan, one, it doesn't work that way. And two, you're missing out on the most incredible life that God has in front of you because you're refusing to follow the way he wants you to follow. Don't risk eternity for sinful opportunities in this world. I like it what he says in John 8, 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Set me free? From what? See, we're not promised tomorrow. So get out of prison. Get out of this prison as early as you can so you can start to learn to truly live the way God intended. Which brings me to my third point. 
We need to avoid the distractions. James 1, starting in verse 22. Still looking? Come on, Aaron. You know where that's at? You, New Testament. Page number, yeah. Starting in verse 22, it says, Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror, and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. You know, when you're in the escape room, there's so many cool things to look at. You know, the story that's being told, you know, they've got it all decked out in this way that you feel like you're really involved, you know, with the circus or whatever it is, you know, the story is. Um, and they encourage you to interact with everything, to touch, to feel, to, you know. So lots of things to get distracted by, right? So part of this story was there was clown outfits. I kid you not. There's clown outfits hanging on, you know, four of them hanging on the wall, and you got the red nose, you got the hair, and everything else. And so Trey and Emily decided, wouldn't it be cool to get dressed up in the clown outfits? And meanwhile, Steph and I are struggling to find one simple clue. We can't solve this. And they're over there getting dressed in clown outfits. <laughs> but needless to say, at the end of the, end of the time, we were scrambling because we didn't have enough time to solve all the clues. Spiritually, we can do the same thing, can't we? We can get lost in the distraction. Time is going by, and instead of dealing with these issues that are really wrecking our lives, stealing the joy of our life, we're wearing stupid clown outfits, you know, spiritually, that are just distracting us from what we want and how we want to live. You know, we throw away this valuable time in order to uh, have fun so to speak. And there's nothing wrong with having fun, but let's have spiritual fun, not be distracted from anything right. else. Yeah. You know, we can either be distracted. So, I mean, it can be anything. It can be a relationship that we're putting before God, right? We can, that can be more important than my relationship with God. It could be as simple as a, your cell phone. It can be as simple as your TV. It can be as simple as your computer. Anything that keeps you from experiencing the powerful relationship that God has in store for you is a distraction. Right. We need to avoid these or remove them from your lives. Now, can you, oh, you know, I need my phone. Okay, yeah. Are you using it for what you need or are you using it for other reasons? See, and those where you need to kind of value, you know, determine what, where really is this needing to be, or is it just distracting me? I just need to watch my YouTube channels. You know, my <laughs> dad, dad likes, you know, crazy Russians. I don't know why, but <laughs> the crazy Russians. I don't know why he, there's these guys with trucks and they blow, and it's cool. I mean, it's fun to have things that you can kind of go, this is fun. Um, but you know, we all have these things that can be distracting, you know, and there's nothing wrong with having fun. I'm not pleased. It's, it's just, is it taking you too far away from your time? Are you sacrificing your time with God for your distraction? Which brings me to my fourth point. Now, right now, you guys are going four points. Holy cow, wait a minute. It's okay. They're short points. Embracing the promises together. Second Peter chapter 1. 
starting in verse 3. He says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Honestly, there is no possible way I could have gotten out of that escape room by myself. They would still be sliding food and, and water under the door. Uh, I needed everybody. I need, we needed to work together. And we did. And we did fi find a way out. But even with working together, we still needed help. We, were, we still got stuck. And so what they do is they provide you with the option of using five hints during your one hour that you're locked away in the, in the escape room. So you get to go, okay, we're stuck. We, we come to a brick wall. We don't know what we're doing. And they'll step in. They'll go, have you looked at that? You know, did you? Yeah, oh, yeah, look, we're holding. Yeah, well, we've got it right here. And you go, turn it around. Oh. <laughs> you know, you think you've got it all solved, but it's just a real simple thing that you just turn it over. I mean, there was different puzzles, and it was just so funny because you just go, I give up. You know, you're just standing there going, and we're all trying to find anything, redoing the same clues, and it's just like, just turn it over. And then off you go again, and you crash along the way. But now, spiritually, though, our nature is not to take the clues, are we? We're so self-reliant. We're so, you know, our pride, our arrogance is like, well, I'm going to solve this myself. There is not, I'm not doing this with anybody. I'm going to get out of this trap that I've created for myself. I'll work my way out of it all, whatever it is. But we know we can't do that. We know we're failing miserably at trying to accomplish that. You know, God created us to work together yes. to solve this. Yes. If you, you know, if you look at the scripture we just read, there was so many we and us is in that. It wasn't about me, I. It was about us working together. We used all five of the hints. <laughs> we had to. And, uh, you know, and it, as the closer we got to the end of it, the more hints we were asking for because we were running out of time. But we waited. We could have asked and solved it and then moved to the next one early, but we didn't because of our pride. You know, um, we were never meant to do this alone. This world that we live in, this prison where escape where we're trapped in we were never meant to escape it by ourselves biblically there is not a single self-conversion in the bible think about it there's there's not one everyone that got out needed somebody else to help them to get out of it are you willing to allow somebody else to help you in your trouble again visiting christian non I, Whatever you find yourself, are you willing to allow somebody else to be a part of your life to help you get out? Because, see, they've been through it. They've found the clue. There's a, there's a great thing in Portlandia. You know, again, I don't watch the show, but Trey showed it to me the other day, cracked me up, about an escape room thing. And it's, it's hilarious, you know. It's a competition. Be, you know, and these guys are, no, we're all here as a team. No, we're not. No, we're not. You know, and they just, and they're, you know, and then they freak out. You know, I mean, it was, it was priceless. If you have a chance, to look it up. There's a couple things in there you kind of go, eh, but uh, it was, it was really, it's really funny. But it's so reflective of who we are and how we can be so arrogant, and then all of a sudden you just lose it. 
because you can't find the clues. You know, um, if you're free, are you helping others get out? Or are you standing back and watching them struggle? See, that's a defining moment for you as well. I'm free. I'm out. I don't have to worry about it. But now I'm going to watch everyone else struggle. When you have the key, you have the clues, you have, yes, we, someone can be arrogant and you can go, hey, I, I can help you. And they go, not now, not now. I got this. But you're standing there and you're offering. That's Because if we're not doing that, we're being really, really selfish, aren't we? And it's not being like the Christians that we're really supposed to be and what we're called to be. Which brings me to my fifth point. Now you're really getting nervous. <laughs> Never give up. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And here's the key. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Let it finish its work. Don't, you know, it's a, it's a process that we're going through. The, the reason or the purpose, and again, it's stupid, but the reason or purpose you go into your escape room is to get out of it. So, again, you can pay good money to get out of it, you know. So, but... What was really interesting is when we went in, there's this chair, an empty chair sitting in the corner. And I'm kind of looking at that, and he goes, okay, so this chair is for those that if you get frustrated, you don't want to play anymore, you can go over and you can have a seat. And you can just wait. I call it the I quit chair. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what I call it. I go, well, that's an I quit chair, you know. And it's like, well, yeah, but, but you know, no, it's for, it's like, our, you know, we were all in about getting all the way out, <laughs> not, not getting, not sitting out this whole thing, you know. And so spiritually, we have to have that same mindset. We can't have an I quit chair sitting in our spiritual corner. So we go, yeah, I'm just going to set this one out, you know. Um, it should never be about what we're doing. Quitting should never be who we are. Or should be, you know, getting, finding our way out of Satan's, Satan's grasp and into Jesus' arms. Whether that's through prayer or through Bible reading or through discipling one another relationships, we need to work together to diligently get out of it and to find the clues that are before us. We don't have, have time for, I'm going to take a break from God moments. Have you ever gone through that? Went, oh, I'm just going to take a break from God for a while. What? <laughs> I mean, those are the ones, you know, it's kind of like the, the I quit chair to me. It's like, oh, I'm just going to step away from God for a while because eh, just I've been going at it a little too hard. And Guys, we're in a battle for our eternity. We're in the battle for your very soul to quit or to go, eh, I'm just going to take a break for a while. God doesn't, you know, he, yeah. It, we can't even let that enter into our minds. I think, you know, I go, okay, well, when would you take a break? Well, maybe once you've, you've, you know, your time's up on the earth and now you're standing there, you know, you made it, whatever. But even then, I would want to miss the party, <laughs> the celebration party. You know, I'm going to take a break, guys. I'm going to be over here. No, the party's over here. No, you made it. Now let's celebrate. Never take a break from God. Never quit. Which brings me to my last point. 
And everyone's going, yay, finally, okay. Is never go back. Second Peter 2, verse 19. They promised them freedom, while they themselves are slaves to depravity. For people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and are overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. You know, the idea of going into another escape room event is fun. And it's, I would even say it's a great date night thing, you know, if you want to go or date date event, whatever. Um, it is fun. But it's not like you're going back to the same story over and over. Oh, we could, it took us an hour. Now I can do it in three minutes. You know, just, just clue, 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 clue. I got to, and you're out. It's not. You go in and it's a different story. Yep. It's a, there's a different story. There's different, you know, the, everything changes. And they even make ones that are a lot more difficult to get out of. So, you, you know, if you thought you were, you know, <laughs> the next one will be a lot more difficult and humbling because of that spiritually it's the same it's the same way guys we you know we can't even consider going back because satan boy if you got loose the first time he's wanting you back and if you go back he's going to trap you even harder he's going to put you in the most difficult one that you will have a lot more trouble getting out of maybe even impossible you know as you're looking at here you know it's better better to never have known it than to go back so don't go back don't. You know, stay out of it. Don't give back in to go, well, you know, that was kind of fun. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's, it was horrible in these ways. And yeah, I felt shame. I felt regret. I felt, you know, but that brief moment was kind of fun. Is it worth it? Is it really worth it to, you know, give up everything and go back into the prison that you broke out of? Is it worth it? Um, so let's not even toy with the idea, the concept. You know, maybe it's anger, maybe it's greed, maybe it's drugs, alcohol, impurity, sexual immorality. It can even be spiritual or religious legalism. These are things that can trap you back in this prison. And remember, we're not alone in this battle. Never forget that. We have each other. As baptized disciples, we have Jesus and his Holy Spirit living in us. All of them are just a phone call or a thought or a prayer away from getting help. So never go give up and never go back. I love Jesus' words to his disciples in John 16, 33, where he tells them, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. The bad news is, the bad news is that while we walk this earth, we're in a battle for our freedom. We are. In this world, we'll have trouble. Jesus said that. But Jesus has overcome the world. That means we can still have the freedom, the joy, the happiness that we were always intended to have as long as we stay close with Jesus. Amen. The rest we've got. The pain and suffering is when we step away from that. When our time is up, whether we've needed to use all of the Holy Spirit's hints 
you know, because he, I mean, he's, he's bumping us all the time. Don't, oh, gosh, don't, don't do that. Don't go there. Oh, boy. You know, you know, we know as disciples, we know, we've been, we know God's word. We're going, do we listen to it, though? These are hints from God. We don't have five hints. We have seven times 77 times, you know, hints. God is always working on our hearts to say, no, don't leave. Stay close to me. You know, it's trouble over there. Come back. Stay close to me. If you're visiting, you know, and you're trying to find the freedom you've always longed for, I don't know. But if you've tried to find that through Jesus, or even as a Christian, you're, you're feeling imprisoned by an old or a new one, a sin that has come, come back into your life. Stop trying to escape by yourself. You know, there's, there's someone sitting in this room that has already found the key or the clues to get you out. That's because it was their, it was their sin. That was what they had gone through once before. And so they know how to help get out. But it's only when we let go of that and we're willing to go, I'm wanting somebody in my life to help me understand how to break free of this trap that I find that I'm you know now find myself in. Not by their power. I mean, let's get this clear. It's not by their power, but it's by the power of God's word and his Holy Spirit working in us. Amen. Okay? You know, a lot of what we bring is, is yeah, some, some history and some experience, but it's what we've learned in embracing the Bible. Remember, the truth will set you free. You hold to my teachings. That's what we have to share. Because if it's like my wisdom, we're in trouble. Joey's maybe not so much. But, you know, we're in trouble. But if it's God's wisdom and God's teachings that we're following, we're not in trouble. In fact, we're guaranteed a way out. He's promised it. So, there you have it. I've, real, I've revealed your true story in this world. Okay? You got that? Now it's up to you to decide if you want to break free for the first time or break free again. You found yourself back in it again. Find the clues and avoid the distractions. Embrace the promises together and never give up. But more importantly, never go back. Because the most incredible life is waiting right here today, not, not eternity later. Yes, that's amazing, but you can live it today as well. So that's, that's my lesson for you. I'm not standing up here so I can get a second, you know, I'll appreciate I'm, I'm going to follow up with the communion, so uh, let's pray. Father in heaven, we are grateful for uh, all that you do, Father, for breaking us free from uh, Satan's traps, uh, from our distractions, keeping us focused on you. Father, the, uh, the ability to have sin forgiven is really the greatest, the greatest freedom we can have. Uh, the fact of your son uh, going to the cross on our behalf for us, for our sins, is the greatest freedom that we can ever understand and, and or enjoy. Um, it was at that sacrifice that gives us the, our freedom. It's a hard thing to embrace. It's a hard thing to um, accept because we don't want anyone doing that for us. We're so prideful and so 
um, self-reliant that we don't want to have somebody bail us out. But Father, there is no way out except through you. You've made that clear, and we've seen that from the Old Testament to the New, that without you, it is hopeless. So we pray, Father, as we, uh, as we go after this, this uh, next day, this next hour, this next minute, that we're on a path to freedom, not on a path that just keeps us locked away. Father, we, uh, we know that first step is just through your Son. And so as we take the bread that represents his body and as we take the, the juice uh, that represents the blood that, that cleans us, Father, of our sins, that we uh, contemplate and we think about how and why that is so important and, and the incredible gift that you offer. So we just love you, Father. We thank you. We pray in your son, Jesus Christ's name.